Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am so excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest on the show. I have known Ashley for almost a year now, and she is one of my favorite people. She's smart, hardworking, kind, and is passionate about so many things. And I'm going to throw it in that she's lost almost 50 pounds over the past year, so add that to her list of accomplishments. Today's topic is all about what excuses are you hiding behind, and if there is anyone who had a list of excuses that could potentially hold her back from success, it's Ashley. Not only does she travel a lot for work, so that means she dines out frequently, but she hates cooking. How many people can resonate with that one? And she loves her wine at night. How many people can resonate with that one? Yet Ashley figured out a way to make small consistent changes that she could live with for a lifetime. And now look at her. I think for so many of us, we hide behind all the reasons we can't be successful instead of looking for the changes we can make. And then it paralyzes us from taking action. So let's jump into the interview and learn from someone who has figured it out. Ashley, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Of course. So let's just jump right in because we have a lot of content to talk about today. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a 37-year-old female entrepreneur of two businesses. I own an on-site makeup company as well as an on-site loan signing agent business. Um, And then I also have a day job. I am a brand manager for a cosmetic company here in the Philadelphia market. And for any of you that have read my book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, you know how much I do not know about makeup. (laughs) And so (laughs) Ashley has been my personal assistant helping me along the way, telling me, Adrienne, you cannot own makeup from high school. It is time to throw (laughs) it out. (laughs) Yes, it has to go. has to go. What was the, what was the, um, uh, about shrimp? Oh, I can't think of it right now. (laughs) Uh, Well, I asked if you would eat shrimp that was that old or even a week old in your refrigerator. And I said, you're basically putting that on your face. That's all that bacteria and stuff that has grown in that makeup you're putting right on your face. Yes. I have to make it where you understand. (laughs) Yes. Ashley has to speak my love language if she wants me to get rid of my makeup. So saying that it's as old as week old shrimp or older um, and rubbing that on my face was absolutely brilliant on her part. So, um, but okay. So yeah, Ashley is a crazy busy woman. She's got lots of things on her plate. Um, but yet I brought Ashley on because she has been incredibly successful and I want her to share her story so that, 
um, you can see all the things that she has done uh, and potentially work them into your own routine so you can have the same success. So Ashley, share with us a little bit about where you're at um, in terms of your success in working you know, at Bodymetrics. Yeah, definitely. Well, before I came to Bodymetrics, um, I thought I ate healthy, but I clearly didn't. I did not really have a balanced diet or really know how many calories I was consuming, but I was doing small things that I was seeing small wins and thought that I was being successful. Um, I also hate cooking. I want something to be quick, easy. I want to just be able to put it in the crock pot or throw it on the stove and leave it and not think about it until it's ready to eat. So I have definitely grown since then. Um, I'm anxious to tell you how I kind of <laughs> changed my lifestyle. So, yeah, well, what are, so you mentioned a couple things right there that you were busy, you don't like to cook. Um, what are some, what are, are those the, the excuses you would hide behind um, in terms of seeing more progress? You mentioned you saw some wins, but they were little. So tell us a little bit more about that. I feel like some of the excuses that I had were that I, you know, wasn't going to cook nutritious food because I didn't like to cook. I feel like I also travel a lot for work, so I didn't have a lot of control over what I was eating, especially with some conferences and, you know, those craft services or buffet-style conference food. Um, I really learned how to bring snacks and bars or, you know, really watching the portion control and really like not stay on that vacation mentality when I was, you know, at our conference or whatever, not just like, Hey, I'm on vacation. I'm going to have some fun and, and drink and eat all the things. Um, so it's really just kind of shifting that in my mind. I was also eating like a lot of processed foods. I still do on occasion, but that's because they're quick and easy, uh, but they don't really fill me up. So I think that one of the major changes for me was eating enough fruits and veggies that was one of the first things that we really hit hard. And I feel like that has been able to attribute to my success because they do fill you up more than those processed foods. So I want to go back to your traveling. I mean, obviously right now with COVID, uh, we're not traveling as much as we were. Um, but I think that is a big hiccup for people where like, if you have to travel, you just assume that you can't be successful at the same time. So can you speak to that a little bit more? Sure. I think it's really just planning. So of course we're going to eat out even when, you know, not traveling now, I still eat out for networking purposes and building my businesses. And it's really just planning where I'm going to go and knowing what they have on the menu. So knowing what's there as my option and then just making the best decisions before I even get there. I will say that even going back to calories, tracking my calories has been really successful. I didn't know how many calories I was eating. So when I can pre-plan those meals or pre-plan where we're gonna eat and what I'm gonna eat when I get there, I put them in my app so I already know what to do for the rest of the day. So it really is that pre-planning aspect that has helped me the most when traveling. Okay, and I think too, so many people get this, like this, they make this excuse up in their head, like, oh, I have to travel. Therefore, I'm not going to be able to find anything that I need. Have you found that, were you ever in a situation where you couldn't find something that was healthy for you? Sometimes maybe on those buffets, there's no real good option. But um, as mentioned, I do bring snacks or bars, or even if I can't travel with them, 
uh, for whatever reason, not bringing them with. Um, I do have that funny story from the airport and the tuna, but um, I will say that the biggest thing is finding maybe a Target or somewhere that I can pick up some snacks when I get there. Uh, that's a little more successful for me too, so that I know I have something in my bag, even if it is a protein bar and not necessarily what I want to eat for that meal. Um, I know it's not going to completely derail my day. Yeah. I think just even having that shift in mindset of, I can't do this because I have to travel to, I totally, I'm still in control every step of the way. So even if I can't find what I need at the restaurant, I'll just go drive to Target. I will just go find it somewhere because I always have the choice and not plan victim. Even DoorDash and Uber Eats, all of those different things, uh, sometimes you can't leave the conference. You know, sometimes you can't take, a, you don't have a car, um, things like that. So even those knowing that, okay, this is what they have to offer today. I'm going to order Uber Eats when it's lunchtime, um, you know, even if it's a salad or whatever I decide to, you know, find close by, or even if there's something close to the hotel, it's really just kind of knowing what plan I'm going to have for that day, even if it requires ordering out. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to note too, Ashley, you have some specific dietary needs. So, you know, where some people might feel like, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. You've had to really learn how to advocate for yourself so that you can be successful. So you feel well, right? Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. All right. So talk a little bit about what some of the, what are some of the programs maybe you have tried in the past? You know, this is, prior to coming to body metrics, of course, but what were some of the, what are some of the things you encountered through trying different things and basically, you know, what led you to here? Totally. So I have done Weight Watchers in the past and not saying that it's not a great program, but they, there's a, looking back on it, there's some problematic things that were for me. Um, one of the main ones were zero to one points for, you know, some of those fruits and veggies and the fake sugars are okay and things like that. Um, it did start me on like the tracking process, but some of those lower caloric foods still add up. So even though I was looking at them as zero points, they really weren't zero points and they weren't really zero calories. <laughs> so I think that that really did not help set me up for success when it came to um, tracking either, because then I did not know how much I was consuming, even if it was a whole head of broccoli, you know, it's still got a, a caloric uh, number to it. So I think that that was definitely something that I learned that Weight Watchers wasn't for me because it wasn't going to help me long-term. Like I said, I had those small wins, but I feel like, you know, I could have been doing better had I not uh, followed that plan that way. Um, as far as, you know, what brought me here, I have lupus. So you were talking about dietary restrictions and uh, I don't eat nightshades, which is a very, very hard one to avoid, especially when eating out. Um, but my rheumatologist has suggested body metrics and I'm really happy that, um, I looked into it and realized they take my insurance and, you know, that was important for me. I didn't want to pay an arm and a leg for nutrition. Uh, I, same thing for gym membership. I just don't <laughs> because I, I don't want to pay an arm and a leg. So it was important that it, you guys take insurance and, you know, I figured why not, you know, what's it going to hurt? So you mentioned a couple times that tracking has been really helpful to your personal success. Now, we'll say that that's not true for every person, but for you, you found that to be helpful. Um, how so? Like what specifically about tracking 
helps you? So I feel like it just allows me to plan. I know I sound like a broken record, but planning really seems to be how I'm so successful in keeping track because if I don't see it on paper and I will say, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't always remember every little thing that I ate that day. Um, but I try to remember to put it in and I try to pre-plan the day. So even if I know I'm again, having a networking event or a dinner with someone, then I can at least look at the menu and pre-plan that. So I know I'm not going way over my calories when it's already too late uh, when I'm tracking them after the fact. So I think that tracking has been super important because I really didn't, I didn't realize how much I was eating calorically, not necessarily portion size even because sometimes even just the smaller portions of a, you know, higher caloric meal <laughs> was just as bad. So I think that, um, I think that tracking has definitely been the top thing for me in planning. Yeah. I always say that journaling, um, there's two points of journaling. Number one for awareness. You don't know what you don't know. Like, oh, wow, that cheeseburger had like 1500 calories. Would not have even guessed that. So, um, but also ownership. And I know that there have been several times where I'd be like, Ashley, you know, <laughs> what happened here? And you're like, Oh, totally own that. I did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely not perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be like, this is part of the journey. Like if anybody hands me a beautiful journal, I, what are you coming to me for? Like, I don't want to see your perfection. That's not where right. the growth is going to happen. Like the growth happens in the challenges. Like, yeah, help me. I was in this situation and I didn't know what to do. Uh, so I did the best I could, but let's have a conversation. So um, definitely. And I think that, you know, going into a little bit about the nutrition journey over time, you know, COVID is throwing a wrench in everybody's plans right now. You know, I had so much job uncertainty. Um, my business, my makeup artist business was like null and void at the moment. We couldn't do any weddings and most of them were postponed, rescheduled. And then, you know, I created my second business because I was pivoting thinking, okay, what do I, what can I do that's like an essential business? So, you know, I focused on becoming a commission notary and, and becoming a loan signing agent during that time. So I was at least productive. Um, you know, my cat actually just passed away and she's been my sidekick for years. I'm going through uh, personal things, you know, personal turmoil, but just like everybody else, like things like hit you so quickly. Um, but I found that since I was already kind of in control of my nutrition, that it really almost gave me something to focus on consistency about, like something that was not, um, not in turmoil, like not, you know, not crazy. And so, um, because I was home, I was able to focus on the nutrition and, and start exercising and things like that. But as to your point, like, I'm not perfect. I definitely, you know, have my struggles. I definitely have things going on that cause me to struggle with my nutrition. So, um, it's not always sunshine and rainbows either. Yeah. So I definitely need you cracking the whip like I do on you with the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we work so well. Um, exactly. No, but I think you, you just highlighted so many valuable points right there. So there are so many things that could have been like, you could have thrown in the towel, like COVID uh, job. Like, I don't know what's going on. I could have easily, you could have easily eaten your way through that drama. Right. Yeah. Um, you said there, you know, with your cat passing, which I'm so sorry. I, I know it's still, the it's wound like is it. still there. Um, but you know, there were so many reasons why you could have thrown in the towel and you could have said, you know what, just screw it. I'm not doing it. It's too hard right now. Life is too hard, but you didn't, you didn't. 
what makes you Definitely. why I, I know you said it gave you something positive to focus on but what makes i guess this is a hard question but why didn't you quit so many people choose to quit and why did you not quit totally i think the i mean seeing results i feel like helps me continue on now and forever because when you see those changes in your body in how you feel just all the different changes that happen it really causes you to can continue your focus because you don't want to go back to feeling like crap you don't want to go back to looking heavier in photos because I, I mean that was one of the things for me like I hate looking at myself in a photo where I'm like oh I looked like that so I mean um I feel like those are the things that that stick with me of why I want to continue on, uh, even when things are hard, because I'm like, I see these results. I don't want to backtrack. I want to stay the same. I want to do better. Um, and I really just try to keep myself motivated in that way. And like you said, like something consistent and positive to work, yeah. to focus towards. Yeah. And not letting the mistakes or the imperfections define your journey. Most definitely. You just start over the next day. You're like, okay, today really sucked and I didn't do so great. So, but I have to start over tomorrow. Not like, okay, well screw this whole week. And you know, <laughs> we're just not, we're not going to do this anymore. It's like, okay, I am going to excuse myself, but tomorrow we need to do better. So. Yeah. Well, and also if you will call, if we call it a mistake, whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, <laughs> but if you have one of them, not punishing yourself, the rest right. of the day by going completely off the rails. You've ne I've never known you to do that. You're like, you own your, your, what you did. Right. And then yes. you've moved on, but you never punish yourself by then binging on everything because tomorrow you have to start over. And I think that's yeah. something that a lot of people do, but it ultimately tomorrow never comes. Right. And, you know, then tomorrow right. there's something else and then they end up just digging themselves into a hole. So exactly. And one day is not going to de derail you. I mean, you know, even one week's not going to derail you. It's really just regaining your focus and being like, okay, no, I, I can't continue on like this. I have to continue my journey. Yeah. Okay. So everybody wants to know because I, everybody thinks there's this magic secret <laughs> out there for weight loss that um that people are withholding from them or the diet industry is withholding but if they just join this one program or they just work with this one person and spend all this money then maybe they'll learn the secret um i'm here to tell you there's no secret right no secret no <laughs> it's, it's putting your head the secret is put your head down and do the work yeah <laughs> right so ashley what are some of the things that you have done in your journey to see the results? Um, I guess I'm going to go into baby steps. I mean, just being really easy on myself that it doesn't all have to happen at one time. Um, I also think you lay that out really well. And I know everybody's plan is different with you. Um, but for me specifically, we talked about, you know, adding those fruits and veggies and it was baby steps. It was like, okay, I want you to eat a fruit and a veggie every time you eat a carb or protein. And that was so helpful because then it gave me something to think about and gave me something like to focus on. Like, okay, every time I eat one of these, I need to eat one of these. Um, that really helped me start to a like veggies. Cause guys, like I don't want to cook and I also don't like veggies. So like, you know, it really becomes a real, a real challenge. Um, and then of course dietary restriction in there. Um, yeah. so yeah, let's say, just make sure this is, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. You know, 
actually did not make this easy on me. So let's just, no. <laughs> she's like, I don't like this, 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 or this, and I don't like to cook. And, um, oh, and also <laughs> I have lupus. So good luck, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. why I needed a professional because <laughs> I was struggling on my own. I mean, it's a lot, uh, it's yes. a lot to cut out some of those things period. So, you know, I already had to be a little disciplined with myself when I found out I had lupus and, you know, they suggest, again, it's not, you know, whatever, but it's my personal preference. They suggest to stop eating nightshades and see how you feel with your inflammation. So it's one thing that I started to cut out and I definitely didn't do that all at once guys. Like, you know, peppers, tomatoes, potatoes, like very difficult for me. And so I started one at a time, like, okay, this week I'm not going to eat potatoes. And then it just, went on from there. And then the next month I'd be like, okay, no, no tomatoes. We're going to cut those out too. So it's not something that happened overnight for my dietary restrictions either. Um, so baby steps, I would say is my biggest success and what's so different than it, it was before. And then I think the next one would be eating at the right times. So I think that I ate a lot at night, um, not necessarily too late at night, but my dinners were probably my largest meal of the day and really shifting that to be earlier in the day or, you know, not eating after 7 p.m. Uh, was kind of hard because I always loved to sit down with my wine and my popcorn at 9 p.m. and watch TV. And of course, that's lots of sugar right before bed. <laughs> so I definitely learned um, how to eat the same things I want to eat, but at the right times of the day. So those are probably my two, two things that I would say are most successful. Okay. So I think you also highlighted something very important that I think our listeners are going to want to hear. Um, let's talk about wine and alcohol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember our first meeting and, you know, she straight up was like, okay, so what's one thing you can't live without? And I was like, wine, not giving it up. It's not going to happen. You know, I drink, you know, 10 ounces a night. <laughs> I do a very long pour. And, you know, before I was actually not even paying attention to how many ounces, to be honest with you, until I started tracking. Um, and that was just my average. I mean, sometimes I'd polish off a whole bottle in a night, which definitely is not the case now. But going back to baby steps, I think that what made me so successful with Adrian is the fact that she didn't say I couldn't have wine. Like that was just a non-negotiable and it would never happen. So, but she took me back in baby steps. So say that 10 ounces, you know, one month she'd be like, okay, let's cut it back to nine and a half. And then next thing I know, I'm down to six ounces right now in a year. And it doesn't even bother me. I still get the same buzz that I like to get and everything else um, off of just a lower amount. And I never did. I ever think that was going to happen. And I really didn't even notice it. It just like kind of one day I'm like, Oh, I'm down to six ounces, you know? So it definitely wasn't a struggle either. Um, and I definitely have my bad days, you know, work can be really stressful sometimes. So I'm, again, I'm not a stickler to that six ounces. Sometimes it has to be 10, but it's not every day. And I think that's definitely made me more successful that I can, it doesn't feel like a diet because I can still drink and eat the things I want in a lower portion. So. Right. Well, and I think, you know, you have to enjoy the process of the, if you want to call it a diet lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, you have to enjoy that part. Because if you think that you're going to get there white knuckling your way through, like, okay, I have to lose weight. So I'm never going to drink alcohol. I'm not going to eat sugar. First of all, you're going to be miserable because if you're accustomed to drinking and eating sugar and all of a sudden you cut it out, you're going to be miserable for a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, but you have to enjoy the process because what gets you there keeps you there. So if you 
are going to cut all the junk out to lose weight quickly, guess what you're going to have to do to keep that weight off? Exactly what you did <laughs> during the journey. So why not enjoy the journey? Why not figure it out? How do I coincide with wine so I can still enjoy it, but still see the results I'm seeking? Isn't that the goal? Or, Most you know, definitely. That's what I, I think. think even, even going back to the time of day, you know, not drinking wine at 9 p.m. while I watch my shows, more like happy hour time, like five to six when I get home from work, uh, makes it a little easier for me to get that wine in, but also still be able to enjoy my day. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's see here. Um, what are some of the other mindset shifts that you have made over the past year? Uh, I think that I'm more in control than I thought I was. I really thought I was doing what I could uh, before I started seeing you and that I clearly was not. And I, I guess like the determination not to get thrown off course, even though, you know, most of this year has been really trying, just really making sure that my control and focus has been there. Um, as for mindset, also, ugh, like just going back to what to eat and when, like those were huge mindset, uh, mind shifts for me. Um, and just staying focused on those times of day, like making myself a consistent plan so I can stick with it easier. Okay. So talk to us. Um, what does a typical day look like for you now? So, I've, you know, because this year's crazy and I am back to work uh, in the field, it's, it's a little difficult and you know, weddings are happening again and there's actually a lot of weddings going on, which I'm shocked. Um, so it's been a little hard to find new ways. So I definitely have needed Adrian every step of this way, but right now a typical day, I love cereal for breakfast. I'm still five. It's fine. Um, I love my Cheerios. So I have cereal for breakfast and I do drink coffee with cream. And I made sure that it was like a lower sugar amount. So that's another thing that Adrian and I worked on with uh, lower sugar amounts in things that you can control because everything has, well, most everything has added sugar. And so I still give myself my cream, but I actually measure it because I think that's one thing that, that was hard for me. You know, you're like, oh, I just long pour into the coffee to make it the color I want, but then you don't know how much you're actually putting in there. So definitely measuring my creamer. I eat a banana before I step foot into work um, in the car, and then I'm only in store for four hours. So by then, I'm really ready for lunch. Um, I will usually eat a tuna packet and a cucumber, sometimes some Triscuits before driving home, just so that I'm not ravenous walking in the house and wanting to eat everything in sight because I'm starving by then. Um, and then I do cook a meal when I get home, you know, protein, a carb, a fruit, veggie, and enjoy my wine at the same, either during the cooking process or, you know, after, but all before 6 p.m. And if I have a snack, like I make sure it's before eight. I try not to uh, eat, you know, past 8 p.m., typically 7 p.m. if I can help it. Uh, but every now and then, you know, you just need a little something. So I think that that is what a typical day looks like um, for me. And I love that you allow yourself that flexibility. Like you said, each day brings its own challenges. Um, you don't use that as an excuse. You just are open like, hey, I, this is what I shoot for. This is what I try. And you're never too hard on yourself. If it, you give yourself grace, you're really good at that, which is such yes. a key component to success. Um, 
but you also like figured it out. Hey, I want the glass of wine at night. And so if I do that, then I just have to work it in, which means I may have to eat, you know, go a little lighter on my creamer, you know, if I want the calories to do that. So you've just figured out how to make it work for you. And I think that is the biggest thing that if I can tell anybody, there is no one way that this diet thing looks like. Like it's always very unique to the individual because everybody has different goals. Everybody has different preferences or health challenges. So to say that there's a one size fits all answer to this is just, it makes the, it makes this whole process, which is already hard, even harder if you think that you have to look and fit into this one certain box. Does that make sense? Um, you don't. No, you can. I have people that are successful drinking wine. I have people that are successful that don't drink wine. I have people that are successful that, you know, eat eggs for breakfast. I have people that are successful eating Cheerios right? Like it can look like anything as long as it works for you. Because at the end of the day, that's the most important part. It doesn't have to look the way I want it to look. It has to look the way you want it to look. So that's one of the benefits of working with a dietitian is they can make it very individualized. Um, one thing we didn't talk about was exercise. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So time, <laughs> I think everybody can feel me on that one. Time is definitely a factor. Um, also having enough motivation after work sometimes it makes it really challenging, but I did find that I enjoy walking outside. Um, now we're getting into the colder months. I'm going to have to be a little more uh, strategic on when and if I'm taking walks. Um, and I'm kind of to the point now where I'd really like to start strength training because I am losing weight and definitely need to strength train in some areas so that my body doesn't look terrible. <laughs> um, so I have found a new love for bar workouts. I bought like a portable bar that I can, you know, do workouts at home. Uh, again, not paying a gym membership because I feel like I'll never make it there. So I'd rather just do something at home and, you know, just finding the motivation. I feel like before, when I was a little heavier, I, I definitely had less motivation. I also had less, um, what is the word I'm looking for? The energy levels. Uh, I was also not able to do the exercises as well as I would like to, if that makes sense. Uh, so I would say that that is definitely what I'm still working on and making that a part of my daily journey, if not just a few times a week. Um, you know, I get busy on the weekends, especially with uh, weddings and things like that, that it, it's almost impossible sometimes to fit it in my day and still have time to myself on the weekend. So I would say, you know, really trying to make it a part of my Monday through Friday routine that way that I can get something in, whether it's 10 minutes <laughs> or 30 minutes, just something. Right. 10 minutes counts, right? I say that over and over. It doesn't have to always be 30 minutes. Sure. It's great if it does look like that, but 10 minutes counts and getting that, that, um, out of your head that, oh, if I can't, if it can't look a certain way, then it doesn't count. That's absolutely crap. That's not true at all. All of it counts. Um, yeah. And a 10 minute walk can do amazing things for your mood. And like you said, for your energy level, it's that pick me up. I think when a lot of people come to me and I talk about exercise, like, oh, are you currently doing anything? What do you like to do? I always start with some of those questions. Um, a lot of people are like, I just don't have the energy. I'm so tired. So my job is to give you energy 
so that you can actually work out and we get energy through our food. So, so yeah, working through that. Um, so we didn't actually talk about this yet, but I know some people might be curious. So can you share a little bit about your success with, um, if you feel comfortable sharing, um, what you've been able to accomplish over the past couple months, or I guess yeah. a couple months, I guess we're almost at, are we? We're a year. Yeah. A year. And that's and important to note. Cause I don't want people to think like, Oh, this just happens in six weeks. Like totally. Ashley has yeah. been working her butt off for a year, but very well deserved results. So Thank you. Yeah. When I started seeing Adrian, I was around 262 and that was last September. And then I just weighed myself for you guys this morning and I am 220. Oh. Uh, I've lost 42 pounds. So it's been, it's been amazing. I feel great. Um, and I am really happy with my results. I, it's funny because I think if I'm not mistaken, my goal weight with her was 210. So I'm only 10 uh, pounds away from that goal weight, but honestly, I'm ready for more. So it's really, I'm like, oh, I'll be happy with 210. I just want to lose 50 pounds. Um, but I feel like now I'm like, okay, where's the next 30? Because I can do this. So I think that the, the motivation is definitely there, especially seeing the results. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you were, um, if you were going to talk to somebody who was thinking about working with a dietitian, or maybe, I don't know, is this for me? What would you say to them? I would just say that, you know, what do you have to lose except the weight? What is, what's really going to change? Because even if they come and see you and they're not successful because, you know, they're not ready or, you know, they're not really ready to make that change, um, you know, they're still going to just be where they are. So what do you have to lose? I mean, there really is no, there, there's no downside to trying it out. Um, and I would definitely say just be, be truly ready to make a change and make it work, uh, because it is going to be that consistency thing that's going to drive you to the finish line. Yeah. Consistency over perfection. We talk about that yes, a lot. Most definitely. <laughs> uh, Ashley, this has been awesome. I think you are going to be such a inspiration to others. Well, not, I think, I know you're going to be an inspiration just because you are, you're the poster child for the working woman. Like you're, you're, you've got tons of things on your plate. You're traveling, you're going out to eat, you're, you know, working long hours, you're working weekends, but yet you have figured out what works for you. And, um, just to give people that hope that if Ashley can do it, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, know, I hope that I can be that for people. I know that a couple of friends have started seeing Adrian. They're, they're ready to go because they've seen my success. So I do hope that, you know, somebody out there listening decides to try it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, all right, Ashley, at the end of every single one of my episodes, we uh, talk about a recipe because we want to make this very practical. So um, I wanted to extend that to you as well. Is there a recipe that you would like to share um, today? Okay, guys, no, I don't cook. Like we had, we had this conversation earlier. <laughs> I don't cook. I like things that are quick and easy. So my go-to when I'm just, you know, quick and, and painless is a tuna noodle casserole recipe. It has, you know, cream of mushroom soup. It has egg noodles, tuna, and peas. I mean, you can sub the peas out for another vegetable if you don't care for peas. Um, but really just something quick and easy I can throw in the oven and it's done in 30 minutes. All right. 
So guys, I want you to hear that. So before we got on the call, I'm going to be completely transparent. I was like, oh, Ashley, I forgot to tell you, you got to share a recipe at the end of the, of the podcast. And she's like, uh, Adrian, like <laughs> you know who you're talking to, right? I'm like, I know, but what's your, like, what's your go-to breakfast? And she's like, Cheerios. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Okay. Um, what's your, go I'm like, forget it. Just <laughs> what's one recipe, you know, off the top of your head. <laughs> She's like, I can she make tuna noodle casserole. <laughs> so I want you to hear this because you don't have to be a cook to be successful. You absolutely don't. You can find your way in eating tuna noodle casserole and still lose 42 pounds, which is just freaking unbelievable. So, um, yeah. So Ashley, thank you so much. I really, I do. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your story. I appreciate you more than anything. Um, but we're just so thankful for you to be on here and to share your story and to, to inspire others. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. I hope you, hope you feel better at the end of this. Like I do. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week and we will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.